Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Popeyes is a new look, but will have the same great-tasting, famous Louisiana chicken. Immediate job openings are available, and job training is immediately available. Apply online at workstream.com slash Popeyes, or stop by the Popeyes LaRose location at 13952 West Main for on-site interviews. Listen here for updates on opening date, which is coming soon. That's Popeyes Louisiana chicken. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hour number two of the Sports Hangover. We are off and running 8 o'clock tonight. ABC, game one of the NBA Finals. What do you want to bet? You want to bet like a six-pack, a little something? You, you want? I, I provided some oranges for, some orange slices for Jordan. It was hot at practice today. It was. This is nothing compared to what's coming, right? I mean, it really honestly is nothing. I actually wrote it down. When you take a look at the OTA earlier today that uh, took place, only 84 degrees, 69% humidity, and a 5-mile-an-hour wind out of the north. I can promise you that is not what we're going to feel on July 27th when they start training camp. So I was looking at it, and that is kind of what uh, I've been told. So when you look at that, that is a Wednesday. So, Jordan, if you want to look at the calendar, which I know you do, the 8th is next Wednesday. You got the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, the 29th, the 6th, the 13th, the 20th, the 27th. Eight Wednesdays. Eight Wednesdays, dude. Until the start of training camp. Eight Wednesdays. Like, when you hear it like that, it, it literally, it's around the corner, right? Eight Wednesdays? It's two months, but it's eight Wednesdays. I look at it like that. Eight Wednesdays. Right around the corner. So, uh, we'll touch on some of the observations. Again, if you 
want to call in, ask me about a player or Jordan that we aren't talking about. We're just going to kind of go through our notes real quick. We'll hear from Dennis Allen, some thoughts there as well. So I may not be touching on it or hitting on it just now, but feel free to call it and ask, and we will absolutely see if there was anything to see or if that player was there or not. So let's start, obviously, with I guess you do start with attendance in terms of who was there and who wasn't there. And Jordan, to me, last week, I started with the tenants, and to me, the, the storyline was, I thought, the fact that Jameis Winston was there, right? Having Jameis Winston was there was, was something key. Having the Honey Badger was there, I thought was something key. We didn't see a couple of players, namely like Jarvis Landry last week. But today, you walk out there wearing number 80, Mr. Jarvis Landry he was, was there, there at practice. And he just spoke. And he just spoke. All right, that's I awesome. I don't have that sound. Just, oh, I, I thought have, that, I have all the Dennis Allen sound. I, I thought that's what you were just doing. No. I thought you were teasing it. I thought you're like I'm Jarvis. fast, but I'm not that no. fast. Okay, no, that's fine. I I will look it up uh, as we do that here as well. But um, so he was there. Now Taron Matthew was not there. Chris Olave was there. Jameis was there. Still no Kamara Ingram. Still no Demario Davis. Still no Marshawn Lattimore. But that also I think keeps giving a lot of um, Alante. Taylor reps, right? Because he, he was there opposite of Paulson and Debo. So Taylor is playing the spot of where Marshawn Lattimore would sort of be. To me, I thought it was nice to see Jarvis Landry. Huh? It's nice to start getting, uh, the feel, you know, the feel of things and things of that nature. But I think the story, I don't know, I'm going to ask you after I give mine. What would you say would be your story of today's OTA? Mine, I think quite simply, is starting safety Marcus May with there. Marcus May was at practice today. Marcus May, well, why are you rolling your eyes? First off, he's a free agent acquisition to replace Marcus Williams. Now, we don't know if there's going to be a possible suspension with the DUI charge and all that other stuff. His case, I believe, was this week. Um, I haven't seen anything about it. But he may miss a game or so. But you didn't know where he was health-wise. I remember sitting there last Thursday speaking with several reporters and team members uh, about that. And somebody with the organization told me, you know, the communication and the health uh, at safety, it's, it's going it, to, no one really knows. You know, like, is everybody going to be available? And and what is that communication? Because, you know, whether it was Jenkins and Williams, they had played together for a couple of seasons and they had that. I don't think I'm too worried about the honey badger and communicating. I think you have a guy that understands the game enough that can communicate, can tell a player, hey, Jordan, go left. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't. I don't see that being too much of an issue. Now, I understand playing with people in live reps in a game is different than me communicating on a practice field. So, But that's not going to come until you play together anyway. So I'm not going to stress over it. But I do I do think, and again, look, JT Gray was a safety back there. You saw Sorensen was, you know, another guy you safety. But let's be honest, the guy you signed the second Marcus Williams signed elsewhere in Baltimore was Marcus May, right? Not JT Gray, not a, you signed Marcus May. Now, he's coming off of an Achilles. Now, Jordan, I like to play a doctor sometimes on the field and look at it. I did not see a brace. I didn't see a limp. I didn't, I saw him going through all of the plays, jogging and running back to the huddle. Uh, again, I'm not going to claim that he's 100% healthy, but by what I saw today and by seeing him on the field, Again, I, I think at the very least I can say this. Saints fans, 
you should feel confident that he will be ready to start the season on September 11th. Would you agree with me on that? I'll agree with you on that. Okay. Now, that to me was the story of today. It was a very light-looking OTA, very light OTA. Um, so that was my to, – to me, that was the thing. If the guy who was – I think I want to say he was your first free agent signing, to be honest. Yes, I think yeah. he was. All right, well, the fact that he's out there after an Achilles surgery – that that's that's my story today. What's yours? I'm gonna go running back Devin Azigbo. He's big. He's got a little size to him. And I and I know Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are not out there, so mm-hmm. he's definitely gonna get a lot more reps with the ones. But at the same time, Dennis Allen touched on um, what Azigbo brings to the team, and also opportunities for young running backs mm. that are going to be at OTAs. So that was just kind of some of the sound that. He was just saying in the post-practice interview. Interesting, because uh, are you saying that there's a controversy? No, there's no controversy. No controversy. <laughs> no con- I mean, no, I don't think anyone's going to be there's taking no Alvin Kamara's spot. There's no controversy. I'm just trying. But I'm I mean, not if, trying if I will say it is nice to see him getting a lot of reps in yeah. if Alvin Kamara's Because let's be honest, right? We, you, you, you are on the show all the time. I would say an overwhelming amount of phone calls of any kind of worry, any amount of worry comes from the running back. Like I keep I always joke, I'm like, Mark Ingram is still signed on this team. Right. I'm like, but people feel in the way they speak, it's sort of like if Kamara suspended, if Kamara can't play, if Kamara gets hurt, they literally have no running backs. Now, again, when you I can't stress this enough. When you had the receiving core you had last year, it amplified every other position and it made that other position even more important. Like your tight ends had to be better because you didn't get anything out of receiving. Your running backs had to be better because you had nothing else to score with. So when you add Landry, Alave, Thomas, right then and there, I don't need my tight end now to catch eight to ten passes. Can Troutman catch one? <laughs> I mean, you understand what I'm getting at? I mean, right? I mean, we haven't got to taste some hill out there or throwing or anything and catching. So that's how I look at it from that perspective. But Jarvis Landry, as Jordan just said, just wrapped up. So let's go through some of the things that he did say. Jarvis, first and foremost, on being back home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's, it's been a breath of fresh air, you know, um, to be back home, to be around the culture that's already been set here. Um, in New Orleans, the leadership that's here already, um, and obviously, you know, we all need to stay healthy. You know, stay healthy so we can, you know, have a chance to do what we set out to do. All right, so there you go again. Health, health goes with everything. Now, his thoughts on Jameis Winston. He's a leader, man. He's he's a guy. Again, like I I, t- I told you guys earlier before when I first got here, he's one of the reasons why I came here. Um, just the conversation that we had, you know, the intent that you know he's putting about behind the things that he's saying, you know, and. Um, obviously out here on the field, you know, what you see is what you get, you know, I mean, look, I don't see nobody else out here and this guy's the last one, you know, and that's who he is, you know, and, uh, that's something that you want at that position and a part of your team. So. Now, did you hear that? Remember when we talked about yesterday with Baker Mayfield? Remember? Colin Coward, hey, come in and all that. That guy left that guy to come play with this guy. And that's what I kept saying that he, Jar- Jarvis Landry had options. Would you say he had options? He had oh, options. There was a bunch of teams that yeah, went to okay. He had options. He chose to play here. Right? And I think that's it. He took a pay cut, huh, to play here. Yes, he's not making the 20 million reportedly that he wanted. Now, again, how true that was not. But 
here's the thing. And it's what we talked about yesterday. I think him being out there last week, you know, when you have Murray and Rodgers is playing golf yesterday, which he and Tom Brady, by the way, beat Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen in golf. I could go for a round of 18 right okay. now. Okay. Well, they didn't make it through 18. It was over by yeah, it 12. Was, it was, was over, over by 12. Quick. But the point is, I, I, I thought that, that that was important. That That was him going – I'm here. Because, again, that is the starting quarterback in the NFL, right? I mean, that's the starting quarterback in the NFL. If, if anybody can take his time back from injury or, like, you know, you know what I'm getting at? Like, I promise you there were some dudes on that field like, oh, you going, you going through practice? Okay. You know? And then all of a sudden when you got a bump and bruise, man, you're like, you know, that dude's out there after six months, seven months, uh, Post ACL surgery, I, I I need to work. I I think that's that's what happens with that. So that's Jarvis on Landry there, right there. Dennis Allen as a head coach. I got a buddy, really close friend of mine. You know who you are. <laughs> One of the reasons he's not confident in the Saints this year is literally Dennis Allen as a head coach. So here's um Jarvis. On DA. Uh, DA, is a, DA, listen, DA is amazing. You know, uh, obviously, this is a weird offseason for, for me. Um, obviously, first time head coach, well, second time head coach, but, you know, first time here. But um, I had a lot of moving parts going on, and he was very understanding um, about, you know, me not being here early on. And, you know, and getting here now, it's, you know, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be on the grass, be running routes, you know, have opportunity to learn and be a part of the culture and the team and, you know, find my place here. And it's, it's, it's interesting he said that understanding of him not being here. Again, this is voluntary, but you know, yeah. Don't just probably go and so, um, <clears throat> Jordan, where, where you at, dude? Where you at? But again, that's part of understanding, right? There's some guys that need to do some things, finish things up. Um, guys like Alvin Kamara, very comfortable working out where they are. And again, I just look at that history. Same thing. Um, why I also do say, I think it is big that Michael Thomas is here. I'm not ripping the city of New Orleans. But there's no comparison in California weather in this one. Right? I'd much rather be working out right now in Maine and June in Malibu than out in that heat and humidity. But but he's here, and I think that is a big thing. That is a key. Here's Jarvis Landry on being teammates with Michael Thomas. That's my brother. That's my brother. That's my brother. Uh, I was, I'm excited to see him. Um, you know, we've always been talking. We've had a long-standing relationship since, you know, he was in high school. We were in college, you know. So um, he's a guy that uh, as time went on and obviously the things that he did here in New Orleans, you know, you look up to a guy like that, you know. Um, so he has a, a lot of, uh, of potential, even more potential going forward, and I can't wait to see him out here and line it up with him. It's, should be fun. How, how do you, I don't know how many people you've played with that are kind of his style, like how do you think you two will beat up each other and help each other, you know, kind of? Yeah, I think I think we're going to be us. I think we're going to be us, and, you know, it's going to be up to, uh, to to Pete and RC to, <laughs> to figure out a way to, you know, to, to get us the ball. And um, But I think, you know, we all, again, we post, still post something a little bit different, you know, and um, I think the biggest thing is we all can make plays, you know, and, that's what's the most important thing as an offense. So that's interesting. I, I didn't know that they had that kind of relationship. So you have a receiving group in a receiving room that already has a relationship with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, 
the entire time through Ohio State's worked out with him. And you just heard Jarvis Landry say he's known Michael Thomas since high school and college. Come on, Roy. Give me at least seven wins now instead of six. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New York. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bien View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. That man's got some stones. Maybe he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hi, right, welcome back. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Open segment here, bottom of the hour, Ben Heisler. Any questions about uh, any of the baseball games today? We're going to hit NBA Finals here as well from a gambling perspective. So if you have any of that, I'd love to hear from you. Um Again, I mentioned earlier today, I thought one of the things that really stood out was, and, and I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna be able to post some photos here as soon as I get a chance, and, and some videos of what I got from Chris Olave, just getting off the line, just some of the technique that he does. It's, it's impressive to see. The guy, the guy looks the part for sure. Here's Jarvis Landry, who was out there today at Saints OTA. His thoughts on the rookie so far. He's been outstanding. Uh, he's in great shape. Um, he, he, he's running great routes. Um, he's on top of the playbook. Um, you know, he's he, he's going to be a contributor, a big-time contributor for sure, as it looks right now. Again, it's, that's it's a pretty good receiving core when you look at it from that perspective. So that was Jarvis Landry following practice today. Jordan has cut up Dennis Allen, so let's get to that here as well. Overall, OTA week number two is in the books. Coach, your thoughts? All right. Um, yeah, all good, man. Uh, another good, good week of practice. Um, guys are out here. Uh, working extremely hard. I think practice has been, you know, really crisp. 
um, you know, guys are guys are practicing the right way, and yet, you know, we're being smart about how we're working. So, uh, I think that's been really good so far. One of the things, obviously, that um, you, you want to do in these OTAs is have some things, some boxes to check, some things of that nature. So, what are some of the goals for those OTAs? Well, look, I, I don't know that there was just this this specific goal that we want to get this done in a certain amount of time. I, I, I think things happen because of a process you know and and really i think what i want to do is is continue to develop the culture that we have and put my own identity on it um and and that's what we're trying to do and that really comes with preaching the same message every single day um and and, and coming to work every every single day to try to try to improve yourself and that's us as coaches and players as for those messages, are some of those obviously from Sean Payton? Well, look, one of the things one of the things that we preach is competition, you know, in everything that we do. And so, why would I change things just to change it? You know, we've done a lot of good stuff around here, so there, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff, you know. Um, and and the way I present the message may be just a little bit different than maybe the way that Sean presented and and uh and that's what I mean by kind of putting my own flair on now Jordan you were out there and was it odd seeing him and that's one of the things I said if you remember last week I wanted to see like how much time is he on the offensive side I mean is he talking to the defense is he talking to the offensive side did anything really stand out to you really didn't did it no I mean it when you look at the past practices where Sean Payton was the coach, I mean, you didn't really notice Sean Payton unless he was got the whole team together and started screaming at them. So yeah. I think until you see that and see how he handles, you know, something that he doesn't like that's happening in practice, then I don't really see much of a difference. I mean, the music's the same. Yeah. Everything's the same. I mean, stretchy time's the same. More low-key is a phrase I've heard from several people that work there. Yeah. In the last two it's OTAs, not, it's not just, drastic. It's just a different guy. Yeah. Look, look, Sean was wound tight, man. And again, I'm not talking, and I'm not saying anything I haven't said before. I mean, I, that's Sean. You know, um, you walk on eggshells in that building because that's why I've always said. That's why it was always laughable for me. Oh, you know, I didn't know this. There is absolutely nothing that went on in that building that did not know or have his fingerprint on. Like personally, or at the very least, somebody know. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was a totalian, you know, totalitarian effort over there. And it, look, it works for some people, and, but how you are and how you approach people. And again, that doesn't mean that everybody felt differently now than they would. It's just it, it, it he, like you said, he's a different guy. You know, he's a different guy. I mean, and you and I have talked about this. And I've said this before on the show. I think a lot of times Sean's emotion got the better of him. And I thought it was interesting. And I love talking to Matt Reiser, by the way. But I, I love when he says, you know, play with emotion, but not emotional, if that makes any sense. And it's because when you, you know, play emotional, you, you kind of get carried away like that Falcon game, you know, um, where unexplicably that team just <laughs> did not come out to play. And, and you kind of wonder, you know. What else was going on? But you have seen him at times, I think, get the best of you, you know, in that. So I don't know if having more of a calm demeanor um, is going to make a difference on his team or not. But 
again, it's interesting that sort of along the lines when CJ first got here, he mentioned a lot of Willie Green and a lot of the players mentioning Willie Green. So far, you're hearing like Jarvis Landry, just like, hey, I, I love what DA is doing. I like his his approach. I love maybe maybe that's more players coach to today's you know aspect of it. So I don't know, look. Here, all I know is this: when you're a defensive coach and you're on that side of the football, those are unique in certain individuals, right? I mean, those are guys that literally want to go rip heads off, <laughs> run fast, right? I mean, you, you, like when I think of defensive players, they are, they're the nasty bunch, right? I mean, those are the guys that they're not worried about dirt and mud and all that other stuff, right? You get what I'm getting at? So if you can get a group like that to be a collective and to take care of one another and to play for one another, it is interesting if I wonder, and what we've seen in this day and age in the NFL transition to so much offense, where it's, you know, I'm sorry, what did you do? Did you go get a cup of coffee from McVay? You're a head coach. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's been such a, hey, let's go get an offensive guy because he can draw up pretty plays. It is interesting that this year you see some defensive guys become head coaches, and I wonder how they're going to react because with, with today's player. Because, I, I, again, I think you have to have a certain mindset to be a D coordinator and a defensive coach. You have to be able to get guys to buy in. I mean, you just do, right? So it's interesting. Uh, one of the other things, though, he was asked, is it hard to transition to offense? Well, I think it's a lot easier when you feel like you've got highly qualified coaches on the defensive side of the ball that can handle things when you're not watching, you know. And and we've got great coaches on the defensive side of the ball. I give them a lot of freedom to do a lot of different stuff, um, and that allows me to kind of uh, – you know, oversee the whole team. All right, so that was kind of a, a an outlier of, of what he was doing there. As far as the offense, his thoughts on it so far? Well, look, I think that's all still to be determined. You know, um, the best coaching jobs are the ones where you identify what you do really well, you put your guys in those positions to do those things, um, and then the things you don't do as, as well, you know, you try to limit the times you're asking guys to do that. So, um I think the identity of the offense will will come to life as we get into um, training camp, get into some preseason games, and really identify the things that we do really well. All right. So as far as Jameis Winston goes, Jordan, your thoughts? Uh, I asked you to specifically look at him and see if you kind of knew what I was saying. Like, but what did you think of seeing him? I mean, I didn't. I know there was it was a big storyline a few days ago, but I didn't see any limp. I didn't see. I didn't see anything like that. So I. I. I, did I and you heard me say. On the show, again, I, you, know, just, you should listen, but I wondered how much of that was the brace because I just deduced deductive reasoning. If you can back away and backpedal and the man says that there's no, he's, he's backpedaling at full speed and he's planting and he's not favoring and he's not, and what I mean favoring is he's not putting all that weight on the right. front. You are out there. He's delivering the ball hard, crisp. You know, like moving around. So to do that, you have to plant and you have to transition your weight from front to, you know, from back to front and deliver the football. And if you're backing away from the line of scrimmage, you know, I, are you walking back or are you pushing yourself out of there? And he was, which is why I kept saying, I don't think it's the knee that's causing the limp. I think it's the brace. And I think it's not even a limp. It's more of a, it, it's maybe one of those braces to, prevent movement that there's certain braces and things that you wear that prevent or restrict rather your movement to prevent injury does that make sense you know what i'm talking about like when you wear slings and things of that nature it's to prevent 
your arm, your shoulder, your knee, your leg from doing that. So that's one of the things that, that I looked at, you know, that, that stands out to me. Right. And I know we kind of had to go a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. Sean, uh, Sean Fazan uh-huh. actually tweeted out 11 minutes ago that Winston didn't do team period, but completed all six of his short passes during seven on seven where you can tell he's still not a hundred percent is the intermediate throws was picked off once in an overthrow and missed his other one high target. So what did he do again? He he picked the ball off. He threw a pick. I'm not doing that. Why, why are we playing the do music? Why are you playing the do? One pick. Who else threw a pick today at practice? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Threw a pick. That was yesterday. Yeah, there's two hundred. What was it? Two hundred thirty-five million. I'm waiting. I'm just looking at my computer for Roy to text. You know who didn't throw a pick today was Tua. You know that's coming, right? It's coming soon. You know it's coming. <laughs> anyway, but again, I, I thought it was interesting to sort of see it. Here's DA on limiting and balancing those reps. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that's all part of the process. Um, and, and look, James has been really good throughout the rehab process. Um, I think he's done a good job of, of kind of understanding uh, where he's at what he can and can't do um and certainly that's part of our responsibility also as a, as an organization to make sure that we're kind of overseeing it and make sure that we're doing all the things that we need to do so um so yes there is a delicate balance between pushing yourself to get yourself ready and yet being smart uh and not overdoing it as for andy dalton the other quarterback that uh is going to be getting some reps here this well uh he had this to say um I think just a veteran presence is probably the biggest thing. You know, um, nothing's too big for him. He's been there, done that. Uh, he's performed at a high level in our league. Um, and, and so I think adding that experience into that room I think has been good. Uh, one final bite, and then we'll get to Ben Heisler out of the break. His thoughts on seeing Landry out there. Uh, it, it looks like what I would expect Jarvis to look like. Um, I think he probably, you know, He's really good transition in and out of the in and out of the route. You know, the top of the route's really pretty good with him. He understands um, he understands how to get open, and then he also understands how to make plays with the ball in his hand once he's got it. And so, um, I think he was a really good addition for us, and, and um, anxious to kind of get really kind of get going with him. All right, there it is. Quick break. We come back. Ben Heisler will join us. We will talk to him about the NBA Finals. If you got any uh, baseball games you'd like to know about or ask him, you can call 800-998-1003 or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. We're your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. The NBA Finals are here, and so is your chance to score on FanDuel Sportsbook. Throughout the NBA Finals, FanDuel is giving new customers $200 in free bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up using promo code PLAY. 
Join today with promo code PLAY and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets. Win or lose, make every game feel like Game 7 with FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager of at least $5. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. one 888 777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-SOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Incumbent Worker Training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The Incumbent Worker Training Program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to The Sports Hangover. We have a big NBA night tonight. Tonight is game one of the NBA Finals, so that leads us to Thursday's question of the day. What do you think of when... I say or we say NBA Finals. What's the first thing that comes to mind? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call at 800-998-1003. Big shots, big threes, big moments. Or, or games. Moments, or games as well. It's ben Heisler. Games. Let's bring him into the conversation here, managing editor for Bet Cited, as we will talk a little NBA Finals with him. Ben, good afternoon. How are you? What's happening, fellas? Happy start of the NBA Finals to you. What's going on? It's crazy, right? June 2nd in a league that started in October, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, it's been a bit, but now we get here. What do you think of when you hear the word NBA Finals? Is there an image, a game, a player? What pops into your head when you hear NBA Finals? You want to know? Can, can I, can I, do you, do you give me permission to, to sing sure. on, on the program? To okay. sing? Yes, absolutely. This is what I think of, this is what I think of the, whenever I hear NBA Finals. NBA and NBC growing up as a 1990 Chicago Bulls fan, you get, it's the NBA Finals between the Chicago Bulls and the Utah Jazz. I sense a terrible Marv Albert. No, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was good. That was that was the voice of the NBA of my fandom as a kid, watching mm-hmm. the Bulls constantly go and play and win titles. Like that's that's always going to be the image and the the music of my childhood as a sports fan. So that's the first thing that comes to I, mind for sure. I think you just now you know Chip Patterson has the CBS. Yeah. Well, now it's that's for, good for Ben. Yeah. Whenever we yeah. talk basketball, we will, with ben. we'll record a new sounder for you now, sir. Whenever you come on, we'll have that's that now your you. intro music. Um, you know, I think of the kiss. I think of Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, right? Uh, meeting uh, at at half court. I think of um battles between the Celtics and Lakers. Really, I mean, I know I was a little early there. I'm 46, so I still kind of remember a little of that. But I just I remember the dream. I remember I remember 
the Spurs and Popovich and Duncan and in those battles and and the big shots. Like I said, I, I just when I think of NBA Finals, I think of it is a big moment. Like it does feel heavier. Very rarely do you get an NBA Finals where you you don't see big plays, big defensive plays, LeBron's block on the you know on the backboard. I mean yeah. all all of that. Right when I think of NBA Finals, I do think of big plays being made. It feels like a big game. No doubt. And I, I think what's fascinating is that this series between the Celtics and Warriors, even though it wasn't the matchup that everybody anticipated at the, the start of the season, um, you know, I think everybody thought it was going to be the, the Lakers and, and the Nets. And the Lakers didn't even make the postseason. The Nets got swept by Boston from the very beginning. They had to play in the, the play-in series. You know, the, this is such a league that we're so accustomed to seeing the mm-hmm. top teams just be there at the end that this year was all that much more interesting because we weren't sure about the Warriors health situation and they had some serious stumbles along the way. Now Boston at one point was 100 to one to win the NBA finals over at Winbet. Um, you know, as of January 30th, this wasn't when they were 16 and 19. This is after they had a really solid start to January before the second half took off. And then they became the best team in the NBA uh, over the final four months of the season. And it's remarkable just to see everything turn around the way in which it did. And for the Warriors to get healthy at this point, to now take on, like, this, see, I don't know about you guys, but to me this has that feel of a throwback NBA final because of the elite defense from really both of these teams. We know the Warriors shoot, sure. but I, I think it gets underestimated of how good of a defensive efficiency team they are. It's the Celtics. And then it was the Warriors this year. And I think you're going to see some of those battles go down where you're talking about games in the 90s, maybe the low 100s. It's not going to be a lot of these NBA finals that we've seen from years past where it's just going to be a ton of scoring. You're going to see a defensive battle every so often uh, throughout the course of these next several games. Yeah, no doubt. Ben, when you look at these teams, too, like I said, I, like Tuesday I opened the show. I'm like, I'm feeling Celtics. They're size. They can play defense. When Smart hits threes, I mean, it goes with what Tatum can do, and I just—it feels like a, a a tough team to have to beat four times. They're physical. They play with I don't give a, a bleep attitude. They've already said they're going to force officials to blow whistles, you know, already. So they've already kind of thrown that out there. And then I look at the fact that the Warriors have four shooters that can go off, and, and a twelve zero run can go quickly. And I just wonder if by game six and seven. All the chasing you have to do if you're Boston uh, of those warrior guards and the action off the ball that they do starts affecting their offense. Those legs a little tired, shots coming off the front of the rim. So I'm almost feeling like I'm leaning, and I did today, pick Warriors in seven. When you break down this game, whether it's Betside or yourself, how do, how do you go about deciding who you're going to pick? So we did a roundtable over at Betsided, and there's four of us that, that heavily follow the NBA. Okay. Um, and the only one who, who took the Celtics was probably our, our biggest NBA insider, our guy Peter Dewey, uh, who has the Celtics in seven. I have the Warriors in six. Um, and you make a lot of really astute points about Boston. They can switch off of anybody. As good of a defense as we've seen in the NBA over the last several years. They are long. They're athletic. If they, if the Warriors want to play small, they have a lineup that's going to be conducive to it. If the Warriors end up putting on Kevon Looney to try and get a little bit of height, a Boston can counter with Robert Williams if he's healthy. 
Um, they have answers to what Golden State wants to do on offense. But you, you did bring up something that's critically important, and that's those tired legs. Boston has played in two series that have gone to a Game 7. Yeah. And yes, they've knocked out some outstanding teams along the way, the defending champions um, in the Milwaukee Bucks doing it again um, over in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, in seven games as well against a very physical Miami team and I, I do think at some point it could take its all i'd be curious to see whether or not the warriors come out a little bit flat in the first half but one thing that they've been a lead at so far in the nba postseason is second half performances in fourth quarters you know from a, a, a offensive efficiency perspective uh, nobody has come close to what golden state has done in fourth quarters over the nba playoffs so far they have been almost unstoppable and so I'm kind of looking at this game tonight thinking if it's close at halftime, um, I'm going to definitely jump on board with the Warriors uh, on the live line if I can even get it a better number or possibly even a plus value because I just know the type of adjustments that they make in the second half. This is not their first NBA Finals. And, yes, there have been plenty of guys with plenty of experience on Boston's team, but none of them have played in the NBA Finals before, and this is a team that has three rings. You know, it right. does matter. It is substantial. Uh, and while Boston does have a lot of the abilities to be able to slow down Golden State's offense, I think it's the necessary adjustments that they have of being there before that could play the difference, and the rest will probably come into play as well. So I'm with you on the Warriors, whether it's in six, whether it's in seven. Uh, it'll probably be one of those two. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating series, but I, I do have some concerns that at some point there's going to be just enough of a physical pull that takes over on Boston, where even though they're mm-hmm. prepared for it, I don't know if you're fully prepared at this point moving forward. Who's the X factor, Ben? In, in, in this, look, one of the storylines you've been hearing a lot for these two players and Tatum and Curry, what winning a finals means to both their career, four rings, first step. I get that. Clay, we've seen we, you know, what he can do, the trio with those two in green, I get that, and Poole's been key and huge. I, I, I feel, though, and I was going to go Poole. I think for the Warriors, I'm kind of feeling Wiggins. Like, I could see Wiggins wide open on a wing or something, hitting a three at a certain point of the game or, or making a play. Like, I think Wiggins, and you know, on a night where he gets 12 or, or, or 16, but a couple of timely threes could make the difference. But I'm trying to think of who an X factor could be with Boston. Do you have an X factor for Golden State and Boston? I, I like your call on Wiggins quite a bit. Uh, and if you want to take a true dark horse pick, if you're thinking maybe the Warriors, uh, if Marcus Smart really shuts down Steph Curry, and if the Warriors win the finals, it'll be tough to, to not give him MVP, uh, considering that he is still yet to win a finals MVP <laughs> in all three of his appearances. But but Marcus Smart has done a really good job of slowing him down. He's shooting under 30% in games that Smart has been his primary defender. Uh, but I, I think Wiggins is a really interesting play because he can light it up uh, as a scorer. He's shown in the previous series against Dallas that he is a willing and active rebounder. And he's more than likely, with him and Draymond Green, likely going to be paired up against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, being able to stop those two guys on defense. So you're talking about a full-on two-way player right. that has the ability to, to, stuff a staff, uh, to stuff a stat sheet uh, that's going to be necessary uh, and get probably anywhere between 38 and 40-something minutes a game. Um, I, I think he makes a ton of sense. And then you brought up Jordan Poole. 
I, I like his over tonight on 15 and a half points. Mm. I learned yesterday, guys, that Jordan Poole is the most efficient shooter in the NBA this year. Not, not who you might think it is. It is Jordan Poole. Of all players that have a usage rate of 20% or higher, meaning wow. the ball is going through them at at least 20% of their possessions or more, Jordan Poole is the most efficient shooter in the NBA. All you the need guys are that are going to take good shots against the Boston Celtics. You know, <laughs> it's such an elite defense that yeah. you need to make sure that the shots are quality. Uh, he's hit that total in three of his last five games. He's averaged 29 points against Boston over the course of this season. So this is somebody that they might need to rely on, especially if, if Clay isn't able to get himself going or if mm-hmm. Steph really gets tied up by Marcus Smart. They're going to need pool scoring uh, in a wide variety of ways. You know he's going to get consistent minutes. So I, I do think both of those guys are in a really good position for some dark horse candidates to be an X factor. I, Poole's not going to defend the way that Wiggins does. So you get that side of it. But uh, if Poole hits some big shots down the stretch and, you know, leads the Warriors in scoring, you know, several games throughout the postseason. Right. Yeah, I, I think you're talking about a potential X factor there for sure. It'd be interesting too if Al Horford can continue to play like he found the fountain of youth there as well too, right? Because I mean, the history has shown you one way to attack the Warriors is in the paint and in the middle and get Draymond and get suspended. So I mean, if if Al Horford can hit threes and can dominate and be you know a guy that can can get boards and stuff, that could be a different factor there as well. No doubt. And uh, John Schumann, who does a, an unbelievable job of, of putting some of these numbers together over at NBA.com, put this together about Al Horford. So Celt- the, the Boston Celtics have outscored their opponents by 10.5 points per 100 possessions with Al Horford on the floor. That's the third highest on-court net rating mark among 100 players that average at least 20 minutes in the playoffs. So already we're talking about a guy that is playing on both sides of the floor, that's helping to make key baskets when it matters. And, you know, as far as his ability to make clutch shots, Al Horford's fourth quarter effective field goal percentage is just under 69%. That's eighth best in the league. So we're talking about somebody that's making quality shots, that's taking good shots and making a bunch of them in the fourth quarter of games. So you know he's going to be on the court. Mm -hmm. I suppose you have to look at him as an X-factor in this series because of his ability to play both in small lineups and also in large lineups when you're trying to find the right mismatch here. So I think Horford's a really interesting pick on the Boston side. There it is. You saw the Cubs beat the Brewers yesterday, huh? I did. I did. I was. Uh, I had a, an anytime home run pick of uh, Patrick Wisdom a day too early, but uh, yeah, they're right. they're locked in right now. Brent Morrell is uh, is starting to, to showcase uh, kind of a uh, Javier Baez type of fun and excitement uh, when he gets up to the plate. Listen, there's there's still a bad team, but I, I think at least they're entertaining. So yeah. it, it's compared to the other team on the on the other side of town, which has just been non entertaining when they're supposed to be entertaining and really bad, you know, I'll, I'll take the team that kind of knows they're bad, but at least they're fun, right? That's exactly right. That's how I just look at it. That way, you see, if we if we just constantly think that way, Ben, when they win, it is a momentous and joyous occasion. <laughs> it's like, wow, they won, and you're happy, you know? What's, what's that What's that line from, from Dodgeball where, where Vince Vaughn's character says, you know, I realize that uh, if you have a goal, you might not reach it, so right. why even have them at all? <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, well That's said. That's well, very well, well said. Well said by Ben Eisler. As always, Always appreciated, but looking forward to speaking to you weekly. At Benny Heiss is the way to give a follow on Twitter. H-E-I-S at the end. Managing Editor for Bet Cited. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. All right, gentlemen. Be good. Enjoy the finals.
Yep, there he goes. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. 8 o'clock again over on ABC. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Jordan. Are we talking about the 30 birds? No, I'm going to ask you about some of the questions that we had out there. Tight end, rookies. Anybody stand out to you? You didn't, uh, see, you didn't seem too, too, too animated today at practice. I did like one of the things that we did at practice today. Well, there we go. We'll do that today next on ESPN Worlds. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Thinking about gas mileage? Quality oil like Mobile One Full Synthetic can help you get more out of every mile. Got an older vehicle? Try Mobile One Full Synthetic High Mileage. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $37.99. Get what you need for better fuel efficiency at any of our 6,000 stores or on AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back to the Sports Hangover. It is Thursday. Tomorrow is a fantastic day, which is Friday. We'll have the Friday theme song ready for you guys as usual. But today's question of the day is, tonight is game one of the NBA Finals. When you think of the NBA Finals, what is the first thing that comes to mind? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter or call in 800-998-1003. Big matchup tonight between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum and Stephen Curry going head-to-head. Battle of, let's see who if Stephen Curry could you know, kind of cement more legacy for himself with the Golden State Warriors or if Jason Tatum is going to finally get that first championship ring and bring the Celtics back to where they were in years past um, with being 22 finals appearances, including this one. But when we get back into – we'll get back into that later in the show. We'll kind of continue where we left off, and that is observation from Saints 
OTAs. All right, so I told you already for me, Jordan, uh, I thought the story of the day was seeing Jarvis Landry and Marcus May. I mean, Marcus May was your top free agent pick, right, to replace Marcus Williams, a starter. And you didn't know. We really honestly didn't know. I mean, we knew that he was recovering from an Achilles injury, but to see him go through the practice today, run around, that at the very least makes me feel like, hey, he will be ready come September 11th on your Atlanta Falcons, which you will give us some news on that before this hour ends. Um, my my two takeaways, um, running back Devin Zigbo, like I kind of mentioned earlier in the show, and the amount of honks that we had. Yes. We do or we, or we listened honks. to. So there was a total of six cars that honked. During today's OTs that we were there for, there might have been more. That it's a, it's kind of a skewed number. So hopefully, if you're listening and you're passing Saints training camp mm-hmm. or Saint the Saints facility, make sure you honk when you're when Did you. Did you just encourage there. the honking? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to add an extra element for the players. I don't know if the so Saints they, so they so they don't get distracted. You think so? Each honk. Now it is interesting, right? Because is there a method to your honking? You know when you go in Mobile and under that in the tunnel, you do it. Are you oh, that guy? I'm that guy. You are absolutely that guy. I do the boop 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 and I let someone else. You know that it. tunnel freaks my wife out. Why? I don't know. It's one of the best parts of the drive. It freaks her out. Heaven forbid there's traffic, which there normally is. I, I can't remember the last time I've ever. It moves. Though. I can't remember the last. Why don't they build the bridge? Can they, them and Baton Rouge need to get together. Seriously, like what? What, what, what are y'all doing over there? It should have been absolutely in Baton Rouge, some sort of 610 bridge thing that goes around the city for traffic that goes to Houston and all of that other stuff. And for the love of you know what, what, what are we doing with a two lane tunnel still with the amount of traffic that I 10 goes and much less during the summer when everybody goes that way on vacation? Let's go. Come on. I don't have an answer for you guys. No, you don't have an answer. I mean, it's build the bridge, man. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it I, I, is it is it a single honk for you? Is it the the three honk? Dee 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 dee. Do, do you elongate one or not? There might be a there might be a dee 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 dee. Ding. Okay, so you're giving me some short ones and then and giving it, you but, a long. So one. you're ending with the long one. You don't just don't do one. No one one long one. No, the one the just the quick one is just to warn someone. Is that what it is? I feel like if you want to like. Get someone's attention, you do a boo In an instant like that, and I may or may not have done that in the past, uh, in order to not think or, or have the person in front of you think that you're being ugly or you have a problem with them, yes, you, you do You do the multiple honking so they know. You know, at first, like, are you honking? Oh, okay. You know, when you hear five to six honks, it's, that's not to, to warn somebody or you're no. upset at somebody. If I'm going, dee, 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 but I counted six. I counted six. And what, what, 35 minutes? 35, 40 minutes? There yeah, was six? it was six. Okay. And then I'm pretty sure there was one when I was in the car, and it was not me. You, so you did not do it? No, I did Were not do it. Were you tempted to do it? I was very tempted. You know, Amy just was expecting you to do it. She was. She was. I think she was expecting us to do it. I should have. You probably should have. Dennis Allen... Uh, we played a little bit earlier what he had to say uh, coming out of practice. We'll play a little bit more throughout the show here as well, though. But you mentioned Zigbo is a guy that stood out to you. Why? I think, I mean, I know people are going to say, well, 
Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara yeah. aren't there at practice. But I think it's very important to see well, you're a looking guy. For that, who's that third yeah, guy? Right? I mean, if if all goes wrong, they and, tried to sign a couple of running backs. Right. If all so, goes yeah. wrong, I mean, he's right. going to be you know in the rotation for a majority of the snaps. So I think that's very important. And Alvin Kamara was the guy that last year that you had to rely on big playmaking, you know, plays for them to you know get going on offense. So I'll say this: he's the first guy. Yeah, he's the first back that they're using. Correct. Right. Like with Jameis. Does that make sense? And because I feel that there's a lot of people, and Amy and I were kind of talking a little bit about what she wrote specifically on uh, Abram Smith. But, you know, and he was there and he, he made a nice catch. But I think Abram Smith, again, the thousand yard rusher from Baylor, he, he may shine come camp, come preseason games. Does that make sense? In terms of. Showcasing the ability to rush or to run, right? What 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 do you? I think? saw this this morning, but it was before. It was kind of right. early in the morning. I didn't right. want to get you get your day off bad. You're gonna or start uh, your day off. So bad. it would get my day off bad. Start that was yeah. I, that was a horrible sentence, but it would start mm-hmm. your day off bad. Okay. Um. Well, it looks like LeBron James is finally a billionaire. And that that's news. I mean, everyone's tweeting it out. Real man of genius. Here's to you. Billionaire Braun. <sighs> Billionaire Braun. Okay. Um, moving, anyway. Mo- yeah. Moving on. Um, here's Dennis Allen on a, on a Zigbo. Yeah, look, I, you know, he's a guy that's kind of, we've got some experience with the player, you know, so... That was one of the things that was intriguing about it is that, that we do have experience with him and he's got experience in our system. And so we thought that was a nice fit and, and uh, I think he's done a pretty good job over the first couple of weeks. I think the first thing that, that I notice when I look at him, he's got size. Like he's big, like 6'2", 225. I mean, like when, when, when I was, when we walked up there and, and, you know, went over to the side closest to airline and that's where the offense was. And we were, you know, that's the first thing that pops in your head. You're like, that's a big dude. <laughs> so six two two twenty five. He's got a little size. Coach, um, Dennis Allen saying, look, this is an opportunity. Obviously, that's what Jordan just said. Somebody's got to step up here, right? Whether it's Mark or Alvin. And, you know, I mean, they have tried. They have tried to make offers for other running backs. It just hadn't happened. And I know Roy won choice you guys and all that stuff. Anyway. I think for anybody that's out here, it's an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, this is an opportunity for guys to improve at their craft. And uh, and the guys that are out here, I think, are working extremely hard to do that. Speaking of improvement. Oh, God. <laughs> you saw me highlight it. Speaking of improvement, I, I was waiting for him to drop the, the, be the one to drop the first pass today. Do you remember the previous tight end that people couldn't wait to get rid of before yeah. the Saints drafted Adam Troutman? He, he, he was your craw. I mean, you, like you, you didn't even want to say Jared his Cook. <laughs> and I told you at the time, I'm like, I think you're a little hard on Jared. Didn't he wind up coming out and like bashing Saints fans? Yeah. And he also made some plays last year. But anyway. It could have gone better for Adam Troutman last year. Could have. <laughs> I would say the level of expectation, at the bare minimum, once it dropped from, hey, this guy looks good in your YouTube highlights, you at the very least wanted him to at least 
catch the football. Well, you got to know, you're, you put a, a, a guy that you almost had as your starting quarterback, and now, now is your tight end. Are you saying tight end is a concern? I've been saying that. <laughs> it kind of sounds like you just said That's why I said tight I, end I was, is a concern. I was looking at Lucas Kroll. Is that how you say his last name? Rookie? Yeah. Number 44. Was that the guy that you said was huge that was out on the field? Mm. I don't know if that was him. Yes. Uh-huh. Wasn't it? Yeah, number 44. Yeah. Yep. He's uh he's a big one. <laughs> he is. He was the guy that a couple of people last week were writing and tweeting about that stood out to him as well. He's 6'6", 260. It's a wide open position group. I'm just being honest. We had it, we let's, had it written down at the top. Let's right be in. honest. Let's be honest. It is because even if we think Taysom Hill can do anything at that position with that Liz Frank injury, I mean, we're, we're obviously not going to see him to training camp would be my guess. I mean, the next chance, obviously next OTA will be next week and then you have the mini camp. But at this point, I don't, I think you'll see him in training camp. So he's, he's going to have to learn the tight end position. During camp, and you just eye roll. So yeah, there you go. So that 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 spots up for grabs. It really is. Lucas Krull. Should should we? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna jinx him. I was gonna say should we have like a, some sort of celebration or something? Not too so. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> Here's football star Tony Romo for Skechers Max Cushioning Footwear. You know when you go to your kid's game and you have to sit on those uncomfortable, super hard bleachers? That's how I feel now when I wear regular shoes. Why? Because once I started wearing Skechers Max Cushioning, I've been spoiled with how amazing extra cushioning feels. Skechers maxed out the cushioning with a thick, comfy slice of super light, ultra-go cushioning for a soft, pillowy feel with every step. See all the fashionable styles of Max Cushioning at the Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You want to go to the beach. You want to show up at the club. I'm not scolding you or nothing like that. I'm a performer. I'm tired of doing my shows with no audience. I get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unite2prevent.org. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. 
KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River